With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Fanatics, it's time for another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. Presented today by the Iowa Clinic. Talking about the Iowa State-Notre Dame matchup down at the Camping World Bowl in Orlando. I'm taking off for Orlando on Monday. But first, I had to talk a little bit about the game with my friend Chris Williams. Yes, let's go. I'm finally to the point where like, I'm really fired up about this bowl game. Not that I wasn't before, but mm-hmm. like the charters behind us, um, you know, like the year-end stuff, like getting invoices and, you know, all the... Yeah. Stuff that you don't really basketball have to worry about. Basketball's kind of been out of the way. Yeah. Christmas presents are bought. So like this is kind of like now like I actually wrote on my planner over there, like circling for like what I can do after today is study football. Yeah. Which is what I'm fired up about. I'm I'm I really am just starting to really hammer in on Notre Dame. But I feel like I have a decent feel. Mm-hmm. On the Fighting Irish right now. Yeah, I think so. I you had a so good too. piece on Ian Book. Yeah. I would I would encourage people to go and read that. You'll learn a lot more about Notre Dame's quarterback. Twenty and three is a starter. Twenty and three. Well, nineteen and three technically is a starter, but twenty and three is the program's primary quarterback. He took over in the bowl game against LSU two years ago, but yep. he didn't start the game. Uh, and then, yeah, nineteen and three with the three losses being one in the college football playoff, two on the road in Sanford Stadium in Athens, Georgia against the Bulldogs. And then uh, a dominant loss in the big house against Michigan. But outside of that, I mean, those are all three good teams. I mean, obviously one's in the college football playoff. But other than that, Ian Book doesn't lose very much. Yeah, I mean, Michigan and Georgia are both, you know, they're they're playoff type teams right borderline you know, top yeah. 10 teams michigan clearly had its hiccups but mm-hmm. georgia was a couple plays away from being in the playoff I, you know the one thing that what about notre dame that i i think is fascinating as we head into this game is that they you know they fired their offensive coordinator chip long the guy who's the coordinator now is 27 years old yeah his name is tommy reese he's he's thought to be like a prodigy type guy did he play at notre dame i don't know enough about his background yet i just know about his coaching you can look that up i know that name for some reason i I just i've looked at his coaching resume and all that he did play at notre dame okay good pull my whole thing with that is that could either go spectacularly for them or really poorly yeah because if you're 27 years old and you're getting your first play calling experience in a bowl game. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think that he could try and do a lot of different stuff. I, I think that this could be a real challenge for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. But I also could turn it around 
and make the same argument that I love this for Iowa State because you're matching up John Haycock with a 27-year-old. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're probably trying to go by the Joe Brady model, the, the, the guy at LSU that came in to be their passing game coordinator and then now is like the hottest name in coaching. Uh, I think he's only 27 or 28, something like that. And I think, too, that – and this is something that Coach Campbell said on Wednesday when we talked to him um, – was at the end of the day, Brian Kelly is an offensive guy and these guys are still going to be doing mostly what Brian Kelly wants them to. And I think from what I was reading, I read a piece on The Athletic about Chip, uh, Chip Long getting fired and it sounds like there was just some personality differences there that made it made that not work in, in the end. It wasn't, uh, you know, what they were able to do on the field. It had nothing to do with their success offensively. Yeah. It's, it's like a record-breaking offense in school history over the last couple of years. No and doubt. And like I mentioned, they went 20-3. and three. Well, They so, averaged like 41 points a game this year. Yeah, it's like no one can sit there and say that they weren't winning enough. I mean, they won something like 30 games in the three years Chip Long was their offensive coordinator. But I think that there were some personality differences. Tommy Reese played for Brian Kelly, so I think that Brian Kelly's probably putting a well, guy in that position that it's like... Do me a favor when you're down there, because I know... Well, I don't know how much. Never mind. You probably won't have a lot of access to Notre Dame until yeah, I mean, the day of the press. On, yeah, outside Friday until the day of the press conference. I'd just be curious to this this Tommy Reese's demeanor. I think it's this is an intriguing part of this game to me because these bowl games, it's what makes them so hard to predict. Yeah, and um, you just you know, you, I feel like we know who's going to play in this game. I feel like we know like the personnel for both of these teams. But I don't – the wild card here to me is Notre Dame's offense. Right. And I'd also point out that I think that this could be a spot where Iowa State's defense is back to being in an advantage. It wasn't in the Big 12 this year. Half the league is playing Iowa State's defense now. Teams prepare against it daily. It's not a novelty anymore. Mm-hmm. I was kind of just going through, and I you know clearly haven't had time to watch all their tapes and stuff. I don't know how many defenses Notre Dame has played that play that 3-3 stack like Iowa State will bring. I mean, I guess not very many. Yeah, I don't think so. So I think, you know, you combine it with this this Tommy Reese, that is a wild card. And then I don't – I'm, I'm really interested to see what Haycock will have up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. I think Iowa State – like, honestly, Jared, before you go down there, like, I'm glad we're all having this conversation – this is one of the biggest games in the history of Iowa State football, in my opinion. Absolutely. I agree. I don't care that Notre Dame is um, – this is a 10-2 and two Notre Dame team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not that far out of a college football playoff Notre Dame team. Yeah. And while bowl games are, for the most part, meaningless, I think that they're I, – I, I fully reject that when you look at the history of Iowa State football. I had this conversation with Matt Campbell two years ago in, in Memphis. There's only so many trophies that Iowa State football has, mm-hmm. the championships that it can claim. No, no conference championships in modern-day Iowa State football mm-hmm. ever, really. Right. Um, you know, only a handful of individual awards. To claim a bowl game championship against Notre Dame – at 10 and two, in my opinion, would be one of the greatest feats in the history of this program. And 
I, I, I fully believe in that argument. And, and I also think that when you look at who Matt Campbell's recruiting these days, are they going to get recruits based off of beating Notre Dame in a thing called the Camping World Bowl? No, but that's another, you know. It's a take notice thing. It, it's a, yeah. When you beat Texas, when in you beat the, Oklahoma. In the timing of this game, being that it's the warm up for the college football playoff, you have the entire country watching you on ABC. Everybody's going to be, this will be, the, Jamie Pollard's right. This will be the highest rated game in the history of Iowa State football. Yeah. More people will watch this game ever than another game in the history of the program. I think it's one of the biggest games in the school's history. I think it, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're probably. I'm not going to say it is because yeah. I'm sure, yeah. you know, I can go back 15 years and name five that I think would be in the conversation. I think this is one of them. No, this yeah, belongs yeah. in that conversation. And if they lose, it's not the end of the world. No. You, you know, like, but I think there's a lot to be gained here. Well, and at the end of the day, too, I, I think that, you know, I think you see these Notre Dame fans that come out and they're like, oh, you know, we got to play seven and five Iowa State. Yeah. But I don't think they have an understanding of how good Iowa State is, you know. Yeah. And they like all the power ratings, yeah. all that stuff still have Iowa State as a top 25 team. Right. And, you know, I just looked it up and I know that Notre Dame offensively, they're 13th nationally in scoring, but they're 48th nationally in passing yards and they're 46th nationally in rushing I imagine what John Haycock's going to try and do is he's going to try and figure out a way to take away the rushing game completely, take away the run from him, uh, and really make Ian Book stand back there and throw the football and throw into the, you know, their their cloud coverage and, I would and make decisions. too, if with the extra preparation time, we see a little more four-man front yeah. splashes of that. I mean, they're not going to go to that to the base. I'm not saying that. I, I do wonder about that. I you know, I was kind of preparing for this podcast thinking like, hey, who's a couple guys who might have a big game? I could see this being a Will McDonald game. That's literally what I was just yeah. going to say. Yeah, because he, this this screams to me what you just said. You're trying to take away the run. You get him in third and eight. This screams to me a Jason Berriman type of Houston Bowl from 2005. That's mm -hmm. before your time. Young man had four sacks in a loss, albeit. But, you know, McDonald was starting to come into his own in the back fourth of the season. You add three more weeks of practice. I, I, I could see that. On the other side, this screams to me is like a Tariq Milton coming out party type deal. We all know he's good. Yeah. He really struggled at the end of the year with drops. I think that the young man from Florida had a real hard time, has had a hard time, you know, playing in the cold yeah you know i think that that's a thing that he struggled with he's going back home when i look at the matchup of iowa state's offense versus that notre dame defense i see some holes in that middle level those would be my two guys that i think like if i'm when we go into this week and again you're heading down on saturday on monday monday <laughs> man my days are all mixed up you're going down on monday today's friday yes correct. um those would be two guys that kind of pop for me. And another yeah. question I have is, do we see the return of the Iowa State quarterback run game? Yeah, now, now that Brock's that had some time. Brock's, I think we're all, like, I think if you read between the lines, he had to be a little dinged up. Yeah. You, you don't go for running for 150 yards or whatever you did against TCU and then not running again the rest of the year. It was really odd how that all worked out. Mm-hmm. 
do we see that more? I want to, I personally, I'm getting a little bit fatigued by not seeing Real Mitchell. I'm not saying bench Brock Purdy. I want him on the field at the same time. Yeah. And let's get a little bit juicy with that. I'd like to see some of that. We're talking about Notre Dame being a wild card on offense. I want Iowa State to have a few yeah. wild cards up there. sleep. We did see that last year in the Alamo Bowl. He lined up at wide receiver. I don't know. There's some things I've been pondering. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, first I'll touch on what you said about, about Will. This feels like a, like a potential breakout on the national stage type game for him. I think so, too. Where, you know, he was in Bruce Feldman's, you know, freaks of, biggest freaks of college football rankings. I mean, he was pretty high on that list. This is the kind of game where he comes out and has two sacks, and all of a sudden the national people are like, holy smokes, this kid's a real deal. Yeah. I mean, I think... I think based on what we saw from him at the end of the season, he could end up being, by the time he's done it, I would say he could be the best pass rusher in the country. I, I truly believe that. And he could be one of them if you, if you buy into the hype. Yeah. I mean, he, he certainly isn't there when it comes to the run game. Yeah. I think that he's – but, I mean, the thing was like – I'm saying pure he, pass rusher. No, though. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I get what you're saying. I, people couldn't block him. Yeah, he was being held and getting sacks. Yeah, the Texas game. Go back and watch the tape. I've already, I've already done this. I think how many, he got how many held. Times? I think he got held eight times. How many times have you watched that game? Three, I think. But the last time, like I was specifically watching the second half to see how many times Will McDonald got held. Okay, that backup left tackle from Texas had no chance. Yeah, he held him the whole time. And so I just, I have a hunch that. You know, Matt is all about trying to find, like, okay, where is our personnel better than theirs matchups? Right. I don't think that they they have a good offensive line. But I think that the one thing I do believe as we look back at the regular season, that if I could be critical of Iowa State, I think that the defensive line underperformed mm-hmm. based off of where my expectations were. And maybe my expectations were out of whack. I do think losing Jaquan Bailey hurt in a pass rushing sense. I think Zach Peterson's probably a better all-around defensive end, but I think getting to the quarterback, it hurt losing Jaquan. He's the leading sack guy in the history of the program, Yeah, with all due respect to Sean Moorhead, who he's tied to. Um, I, I it, My belief is that they're probably being challenged right now Yeah, and that this Bankston kid coming in, like these guys, you know, they're probably looking around – I listened to a podcast um, with some Notre Dame analysts the other day, basically insinuating that um, a major advantage they have over Iowa State is the Notre Dame offensive line versus the Iowa State defensive line. And I was listening to these guys, and I'm like, they they don't have a clue. But if I would have just watched a handful of Iowa State games this year and not known anything else about them, I can't say I could blame them. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a great challenge for that group of guys who I have a ton of belief in. I think that they're still an elite defensive line. I think next year, even losing Lima and God, I want Jamal Johnson back for another year, but you're not going to get him. Um, I think this Bankston kid's a real deal, though. Yeah, but he's a JUCO, yeah. so you got to work. At the least ju- he's a winner JUCO, though. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to work the JUCO out of him. I yeah. think Inye goes into the middle. Yeah, I think he'll do just fine there. Um, they're an embarrassment of riches at defensive end next year. Yeah. So there's a lot of good, but, I, but again, like I think if we, if we're honestly looking at 2019, that group underachieved yeah, and it probably hurt them that they, the corners were a lot looser this year too. 
So quarterbacks had a lot more time to pick apart the second. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. I'm not just putting it on those guys, but my guess is that that group has been challenged heavily by the coaching staff during bowl bowl practices. Right. Well, and it's crazy to say, like, the corners were a lot looser this year when – I mean, yeah, they were looser, but it's like in comparison to what they had. No doubt. They had before. And I don't think know. the corners were bad That's this what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think the corners were bad by any means, but when you go from having Brian Peavy and DeAndre Payne Correct. to having you know, Anthony Johnson and, and Tavon Kyle, which I think that both of those guys next year could be all-conference type players. I agree. And you know, this is kind of a side note, but the Bankston deal, the one thing that he has that like Ray never had when he was coming from junior college, Ray didn't have numbers. You know, it's the same thing that Ray had the whole time that he's been in at Iowa State. Mm -hmm. It's like, we know how important Ray is. We know how good Ray is. No doubt. But at the same time, Ray has never put up the statistics in three years that like make it jump off the page at you. But Latrell Bankston had like 65 tackles and 25 tackles for loss. Bankston's more of a Jamal Johnson type. Yeah. He's more of like an explosive. He blows up the line. Yeah. People that person that like is going to run past offensive linemen to an extent. Which Ray, is, Ray's a clogger. Yeah, which is what is interesting to me where you've got next year, you bring in him, you've got Will, you have Jaquan, you have Any coming back, you got Zach Peterson. I mean, Mike Rose remains a yeah. very good blitzer. Like, think about some of the crazy stuff that they could probably do in, uh, in, in, their, in their pass rush. Offensively, again, I think that I'm looking at Jones and Milton mm-hmm. as big game in the tight ends. I'm looking at those guys. Um, I just think, especially if Brock's running a little more, I think he's going to have some scrambling opportunities to hit those guys on on that Notre Dame defense. That's that's pretty much my. I, I think I just let out my conscience on this game right now. I'm not prepared to make a pick. If I had to, probably lean towards picking Notre Dame to win it. Uh, with Iowa State, to I probably played the three and a half. I think this is a really close game. I think it's similar to. Last year's Alamo Bowl, where it could go either way. I just don't know. Uh, you know, motivation's such a big deal, and Iowa State is going to be so highly motivated in this one. And I also think that I don't think you can put a number on a 100% healthy Brock Purdy compared to what we saw at the end of the year. Can I throw another guy out as a potential yeah. uh, big game candidate? Notre Dame comes into this game 71st nationally in rushing defense. Mm-hmm. So, Brees. Brees Hall? Yeah. And you know Matt will just be obsessed with running the football. That's how he always is. Well, yeah, they're also, uh, I want to say, they're, yeah, they're third nationally in yards per game against pass, which they also play some teams that kind of skew that Navy yeah, and yeah. some people like that. But uh, that, that's something that I imagine that they're going to come into this game well, and that's Dead what, set yeah, on running the football. And that too, Jared, is why I said Milton, because I don't think if Iowa State's going to be throwing the ball much, I don't think it's going to be downfield. Yeah. I think it's going to be, you know, right in that second level, and that's that's Milton Jones territory. Good matchup, man. I'm I'm excited. This is a lot of fun playing Notre Dame in a bowl game. I totally would have been not just as intrigued if it would have been Navy and the Liberty Bowl, but I think that would have been a lot of fun too. But this is awesome. You can't really beat this. Yeah. To me, the best part about the game is when it takes place. Right before the college football playoff. To me, that that is priceless. Yeah. I mean, it's just free branding. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. And yeah. like, and then you're playing the biggest brand in the history of college football. 
Like it all comes together very well. Yeah. Are you fired up to get down to Orlando? I am fired up, man. Should I'm be, jealous. Should I'm, be a fun time. Now I'm gonna. I wouldn't. I wouldn't miss spending Christmas with my little girls for for anything. But I'm jealous because bowl games are fun. Yeah. I, they're just fun. They. You know, we were kind of hitting on KXNL last night. I just. I think that of all the things I've got to experience in this, there's two things that in my opinion, are the best fan experiences. One are those holiday basketball tournaments, mm-hmm. Maui, Atlantis, um, Myrtle Beach, like any of those things are a blast. And I think the bowl game. Yeah. I don't know about Orlando. I'm a little bit leery on how spread out it is. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a very different It'll atmosphere be different. Yeah. compared yeah. to Memphis and San Antonio last year. Right. Where everywhere you look is a cyclone. But I think that um, the opponent makes up for it. I think the timing makes up for it. And I think the fact that there's so much to do in Orlando, a lot of people are going down. And we had a harder time with our bull trip this year. And I know Iowa State did too. I think a lot of people are going down for a week. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're going to go to Disney. And we're going to do Universal Studios. We're going to do all this stuff. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Are you, are you disappointed you can't take Cameron to go to Disney no. World? No. I remember one day I Absolutely asked her if she not. wanted to go to Disney World and she got, you got mad at me. Yeah. I, why are you guys putting that in her head? No, I don't want to. I, um, she would be terrified, dude. She'd have a hard time. We're going to do one of two things. We're either going to do the Disney cruise someday. Okay. So that way I can just sit out there and, and drink beer. Yeah. You know, and I can, I don't like crowds. Nobody wants to be loaded on, in the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Nobody wants to go to the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> that sounds horrible to me. Now, the uh, only thing that sounds great is my daughter's face. Yeah. During all, and I would do it for her. I hate crowds. I hate movies. I hate everything that has to do with what you're describing. Yeah. I hate spending money. I hate being a, taken advantage of as a tourist. I hate all those things. Which is like what peak Disney World is. Yes. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I don't want to go... Every time I go to one of these children type things, like gross things happen to me. There's poop everywhere. I don't want to do it. Now, what I would put, do. If you put your hand in poop in the happiest place on earth, then, then like we would know there's bits. Of, I, this is a you problem at I that point. I do think I'm going to take her. I have relatives in Arizona thinking we're going to fly to Phoenix and then drive over to Disneyland. It's a pretty quick drive. Is it? Yeah. Okay. There's a, there's one. They must I, live in Northern Arizona then. I don't know, but they told me it's only a couple of hour okay. type drive. Okay. It, they won't know the difference. No. Disneyland is like fake news Disney though. It's fake news. No, it's not. It's like JV. It's Disney it's trash. Not, it's not, Disney trash. As you would say. It's not fake. It's just lighter, which is fine. She's four. Or I want to do the cruise because apparently the cruise, like you're just sitting at the pool and like Anna and Elsa will just walk up and give you a beer. Like more, uh, more realistic Anna and Elsa's than the ones that <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. been seeing at her parties, I'm sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I No, I don't. My wife was like, should we do this? Like, no. I said, no. Not like when I'm in work mode because you're just going to be mad at me. You're going to be wanting me right. at Disney the whole time where I'm going to be trying to get work done. Absolutely not. I'm just glad that I won't be relied upon to get Ashley and her dad pizza this year. Well, it's one of my great failures. It's a classic bowl game story. One of my great failures in my time at Cyclone Fanatic. We were, um, it was the night after the Liberty Bowl, night of the Liberty Bowl. Night before. 
It was the night before. Or it was, I don't know. It was the no, night was we were at night. Jerry the King Lawler's bar. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was the night before the Liberty Bowl then. Yeah. And we get back to our, our, our house in Memphis, which was pretty sketch. Like, it's surrounded by barbed wire. No, like razor I mean, it was blade. it was old. Yeah, yeah it was it like was, chicken wire. It may have been haunted. Yeah, to be oh, honest. it one hundred percent was. Yeah, but it was really nice. Like we enjoyed it. The lady who hosted us was phenomenal. Yeah, we had a lot of fun that week. I did that. Probably my favorite bowl experience ever. Yeah, was that was Memphis the last time. Yeah, that that was great. The, the everybody was like, "Oh, we don't want to go to Memphis," and I was kind of like hoping for Memphis, right. Secretly the whole time. Well, it was perfect because we went down there early enough that we were there before there was really any other people. Yeah, and like the crazy thing about Memphis is like you go down to Beale Street on a random Tuesday night, and there's nobody down there, and you have these world class musicians just yeah. playing everywhere. It's amazing, man. I'll never forget that. that I think that Tuesday we walked into. Someone we were with, I can't even remember who, we had a whole crew, and someone wanted to go to Coyote Ugly. Oh, yeah. And we walk into Coyote Ugly, and it's literally just, we're the only people in there. And I just turned around and laughed. Yeah, and uh, and I think someone said, well, this is disappointing. <laughs> and the girls are standing behind their bar, they're like, guys, they think mm-hmm. this is a disappointment, like, let's go. And you're like, no, nah, we're no out. No chance. Yeah, we're leaving. Anyways, so Jared, we ordered pizza, Jared ordered pizza, and he fell asleep. On the floor. <laughs> yeah. While in waiting the for the pizza and we never got our pizza. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. That's on, that's, that's on me. All right. So you fly out Monday. Monday morning. Uh, other things to watch for. We're going to get a Bull Central blog up on the front page where our whole staff will just kind of be updating that throughout the week. Tweets. Um, Jared will just, you know, post random videos, whatever mm-hmm. he's got down there. I'll be on the Instagram story. Links. Yep. The Instagram story. If you don't follow us on Instagram, we encourage you to do that. We continue to try and build that bad boy up. Of course, our Twitter, Facebook, all that. Can you think of anything else? Uh, I, of course, I'll be giving my annual bowl uh, food recommendation. Oh, oh yeah. Two years ago, KFC. That, yeah. Last year, Chipotle. Um, I'm excited to see what I can what, find. Go some, find some like random strip mall in Orlando. I'm seeing. I'm, I'm excited to find out what kind of local fare I can find in Orlando. I am, um, and I want to encourage people too. To obviously, you know where we're at on the podcast network, but we're gonna have Jared's gonna have daily updates from down there yeah. with you know interviews with coach, players, all that stuff. They won't necessarily always be. Um, high in analysis, but there'll be just updates, kind of like newsworthy. A, yeah, news type updates, like what's new with the Cyclones. I don't believe anybody else will be doing that. That's our goal is to do stuff that other people aren't. I'm going to get back to my roots, back to the days when I sat in the office with the great Dave Sprow up yeah, at KASI in Ames writing Dave radio Sprow. scripts. Shout out to Dave Sprow. Love it. All right. Um, thanks a lot to Royal Flooring, uh, to the Iowa Clinic. They are sponsoring our coverage of the 2019 Camping World Bowl, Iowa State versus Notre Dame, Stansbury, um, fly safely. Thank you. All right. So long, everybody. Um, Subscribe, rate, review, do all that good stuff, and have a very Merry Christmas.